All right, all right, all right, man. Again, thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where we're continuing along our journey into Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. And we are into chapter four, which is faith, the prerequisite to power. Faith, the prerequisite to power. Today, we're going to be going covering um, pushing aside all self-limiting beliefs and also believe me that you've got what it takes. Yep, absolutely, you've got what it takes. What I'm doing right now is we are broadcasting across uh, IG Live, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, also our new podcast, uh, which is New Black Wall Street Book Club. I'm just hitting that like button, the share button, let people know that we're here. So it's just sending us across the platforms and let people know that we are live and in color. Of course, you can catch this broadcast live across those platforms at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, daily, uh, Monday, 9 a.m. every day uh, for the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Uh, so I'd ask that you do the same thing as well. Go ahead and hit that share button. Let people know that we're here. Uh, but also, as you guys are connecting, go ahead and let us know where you're connecting from, what city, what state um, you are connecting. I always let them know just how far our reach is this morning, just how far we're reaching here on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Well, black folk do read. You put it in the book, we absolutely will find it. Reading Rainbow 2.0, making a difference. And this is our personal development session. Uh, this is our, the time where we work on ourselves. I'm telling you, if you work harder on yourself than you do on the job, you work harder on yourself than you do on the job, you'll find yourself making more than you do on the job. That's right. You work harder on yourself than you do on the job, you will find that you will make more than you do on the job. Of course, this broadcast is brought to you by the Black Business Club. That's right, the Black Business Club. Uh, I'd like for you to consider joining that club. That's uh, obviously the New Black Wall Street Book Club is a part of the benefits that you get with the New Black Wall with the Black Billionaires Club. It includes personal development, financial development, I'm back, personal development, business development, financial literacy, and also investment education. So if you want to learn how to make how to how to make more money, you also want to learn how to make your money work harder for you than you work for it. You understand that you may want to build business, but you got to start working on yourself first. Well, that's what the Black Billionaires Club is for. So you can choose to join the club today. I will tell you this. Um, that if you invest in us, we will invest in you. And it's important that we begin to understand how important the word investing is. Too many of us want something for nothing, and that is a, that breaks the law. That's right, that breaks the law. You, you gotta give something, you gotta, you reap what you sow. So if you sow nothing, you get nothing. That's just how it goes. If you sow nothing, you get nothing. That is a universal law. Well, hey guys, it's time to get this show on the road. New Black Wall Street Book Club, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new black, new, new black Wall Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down now, how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. We all just come together, there's no limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Again, thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and also best selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. A study of black wealth, a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. Good morning to you, Miss Marvel Muhammad from New Jersey. Grand rising to your queen. 
Mr. Mark Anthony Carter, good morning to you, brother. Thanks so much for joining. Hey, man, uh, we messed, we, let's make sure we talk this afternoon, brother. We keep talking about it. Make sure you call me so we can have that call, that conversation, see how we can collaborate, work together, and make a difference in our community and also the world as well. Uh, of course, today's broadcast is sponsored by ERGJ Black Bazaar. ERGJ Black Bazaar, I want you to go check them out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. You can pick up your journals. That's right. See, here at the Black uh, New Black Washington Book Club, what we do is we focus on um, what, the, what the successful people do. One thing that the successful people do is they read. So we read. Another thing that they do is they write down, everybody put it down so right, they write down their goals, their visions, uh, uh, and then also the things they aspire to do or become. They, they have a journal and they write the stuff down so they can review it. Well, you can pick up your journals at uh, ergjblackbazaar.com. This one here is a cloth-bound journal. This one we call Tribute. We call it Tribute. You can pick that up for yourself or a gift for somebody else. I, matter of fact, I got a gift for a brother of mine uh, for Christmas, and it was a journal. I realized that he had a lot on his mind. He got a lot going on. I said, man, I'm going to get you a journal so you can get this stuff out your head. How many guys have found that you've got stuff out of your head, you've, you've uncluttered your mind, that you've made pathways for new billion-dollar, billion-dollar ideas? How many guys have found that to be true? That the less that you have in your mind that you think about, the less that you think about the past, the more you can think about the present and the future. Get your journal today. Go Again, go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com. Pick up your journal today. Uh, for $20, you can have a journal like this. We also have wire-bound journals, which are 15 and That's a little bit more for your budget. That also helps us here to continue to do what we do to make a difference for those who are serious about success. See, I understand that everybody is going to tune into a broadcast like this. Everyone isn't interested in learning what to do, what's necessary for them to have the success that they say they need. Everybody is interested. Matter of fact, only about 5% of the people will do something different. Most people watch TV, but less, not very many people will actually read. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pick up on what we left off at with reading, going through the book, the Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough and Napoleon Hill Foundation. You need to get that back. Get back. To, yes, absolutely. Get back to journaling, Ms. Marvin. Hey, get back. This is the year to get back. Get back to doing what we know we should do in order to get the things that we like to have. There's some things we got to get back to doing. So Think of Roe Rich Black Choice by Mr. Napoleon, uh, Dennis Kimbrough. It's a guide to success for black Americans. Uh, black Enterprise recommends the book, said, hey, this book should be required reading for all African Americans who, uh, truly, who are truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. Notice it said that. It said all African Americans who are truly committed. Everybody put in the comments on commit. See, see, everybody, no matter your color, no matter your race, your creed, everyone isn't committed to success. Everyone isn't committed to achieving. So I understand, and I'm, a, I'm attracting to myself those who are committed, and I find this, hey, when I find people who read, I know that I can hang out with them people because they got they thinking different. They putting some new stuff into their brain cell. We're going to be picking up here in chapter, I think this is chapter four, faith, the prerequisite to power, faith. The prerequisite to power. Everybody putting God's own faith. Faith. The prerequisite to power. Let's pick up where we left off out here. Uh, and push aside all self-limiting beliefs. Push aside all. Not just one, not just two, not just a few, not just many. All self-limiting 
belief. Somewhere in your makeup lies dormant the seed of achievement, which if aroused and placed into action would carry you to great success. So somewhere inside of you and I is the seed. Everybody putting up so seed. It's the seed of achievement. Most of us feel that we are capable of more than we've shown, but we don't take the necessary steps to change our circumstances. This is life's paradox. Many apparently well-educated men and women in their respective fields will, in their broad ignorance, condemn the idea of thought power and make no effort to apply its teachings. And yet each of them, if successful, has consciously made use of it. There are those who will believe only what they wish to believe or what fits into their scheme of beliefs, summarily rejecting anything to the contrary, lessening all that they could possibly become in the process. Uh, again, lessening all that they could become in the process. Every man-made creation starts with the seed of thought. It, it begins with the seed of thought. It begins with the seed of thought. The idea is then germinated it with action to form its physical equivalent. All that we savor or avoid is eventually transformed through this process. But beware, when you live exclusively in form, the physical senses, you live in a world of limitations. Think of all the limits that are placed on your form. You can lift only so much weight. You can run only so fast. You can work only so hard. Limits are, are, are all in the dimension of form. Now, to consider the part of you without physical limits. Everybody put it down, so consider. Consider the part of you without physical limits, the dimension of thought. There are no limits to your ability to think. If you can imagine yourself doing anything or achieving anything, then you can attain the physical equivalent. In this context, the power of belief is dialectical. It can work against you as well as for you. It, it, it can defeat you as well as place you on a pedestal of success. If you are currently burdening by, burdened by any self-limiting beliefs, resolve to dispose them immediately. If you're being held back, by your own thoughts, your own self-limits, the limits you placed on yourself, resolve to dispose of them immediately. In 1963, Bob Hayes, called by the sports riders, the world's fastest human, reached a top speed of 28 miles per hour during a 100-yard race, then the fastest speed recorded by man. Will anyone run faster? The experts thought. Today, no one really knows how fast a man or woman can run because we are not certain what limits the performance of runners. Most theory centers around the physical, the idea of energy being released from the leg muscles. Energy released in this fashion is a chemical process triggered by an electrical impulse from the brain. Seemingly, the faster the pulse from the brain, the faster energy is released and the greater the power of the runner. For more than 3,000 years in the history of the sport, no one has ever run as fast as Bob Hayes. However, the only limits to this breakthrough were established by Bob Hayes' beliefs, not by impulses from his brain. Before they can predict the ultimate limits of the human body, theorists must first account for other factors involved in the steady improvement of achievement. For example, in 1968, Bob Beeman, 
stood motionless after jumping 29 feet, two and a half inches, nearly two feet further than anyone who had ever jumped before. While he was aided where ever so slightly by the lower air resistance due to Mexico City's high altitude, there was no denying the magnitude of this feat. Beeman had gone so far beyond what was then considered the limit. Beeman had gone so far beyond what was then considered the limit. Let's stop right there. You and I have things set up in our own belief system that we consider to be our limit. What we're asking you today to do is to go beyond. Everybody put the comments on beyond. To go beyond your own self-limiting beliefs. Bob Beeman had gone so far beyond what was then considered the limit of human abilities that sports psychologist Ernst Jokel called his performance a, a mutation. When questioned about his record-breaking leap, Beeman ecstatically said, I believed I could do it. And I believe that I can do it. And I believe that you can do it. I believe that I could do it. And guess what? He did. I believe, so I will. In 1933, in 1933, Aware of the limitations that ignorance imposed, Charles Drew, who ranked within the top five of his medical school class, was awarded two prestigious fellowships. The fellowship allowed him to continue his studies in a field that was to have a profound impact in the medical profession. Drew continued his research at Columbia University, where seven years later he published his thesis, Banked Blood, in which he uncovered new approaches to the uses of plasma preservation, transportation, and subsequent transfusion. It was considered the final word on blood preservation and was translated into numerous languages. Unbelievable. Well, for some it was. For you see, medical authorities during that time adopted a policy of blood segregation, that is the collecting, storing, and separation, a separate administration of blood drawn from different races. Drew knew there was no scientific evidence for the continuation of such a dangerously wasteful procedure. His research concluded there, that there was no racial difference in human blood and that plasma was to be classified by types, not race of donor. Again, another self-limiting belief proved believable. Need we hear more? Go beyond your own self-limiting beliefs. Calvin Pete was 23 years old when he first handed, handled a golf club. By the standards of this demanding and precise sport, he was labeled an old man. Though he earnestly declared, I never consider myself too old for this sport, I just enjoyed playing the game. Pete never took a lesson, and as a result, he hit he just as a result, he just hit the ball, hit ball after ball, sometimes a thousand at a time, fine-tuning his game and analyzing every stroke. And a natural reflex for all golfers to it was it is the natural reflex of all golfers to label this as impossible. Why? Why? Because every professional golfer has plenty of lessons, thousands of hours of individualized instruction in every phase of the game. Nobody approaches this sport without the rigorous assessment of a seasoned professional who can correct undetected flaws. Not so with Calvin Pete. To compound his general lateness, when he was 11 years old, Pete fell from a tree from his grandmother's farm in Mississippi, breaking his left elbow in three different places. To this day, he cannot straighten his left arm completely. Nonetheless, Unfazed. Everybody put the comments on unfazed. And nonetheless, unfazed, Pete simply learned to play golf 
his way. He learned to play golf his way. See, there's something about doing things your way. Not necessarily doing it the way that everybody else does it, but doing things your way. See, this show, this broadcast that you're watching right now, is something I decided to do my way. I don't know if somebody else is doing it. I don't care if somebody else is doing it. I'm doing this my way. I'm like Calvin Pete. Nonetheless, unfazed, he simply learned to play golf his way. And maybe it's time for you to learn how to do whatever it is that you aspire to do your way. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with taking lessons. Nothing wrong with getting a coach. Nothing wrong with getting some assistance and some help. But maybe you need to add your own personality to your project. Maybe you need your own personality in your design. Maybe you need your own care and love in your baking and your cooking. Maybe you just need to learn how to do things your way. I'm telling you, if you learn how to walk away from the crowd and do things your way, the way that God has instructed you to do it, you will have the success that you want. Matter of fact, I'm now thinking about Noah. Uh, Noah was told to build an ark when it had never even rained. People must have been looking at him like he's crazy. What are you building? He did the things his way. And guess what? He survived and everybody else died. That's right. Frank Sinatra did it my way. I'm about to listen to that today. My way. At 32, at 32, right? So he started 23. At 32, he left the amateur ranks, finally qualifying for the Tours Professional Circuit in 1975. Calvin Pete. Since 1982, he has won more major tournaments, 11, and more money, $1.6 than most other golfers on the United States Tour. Today, Calvin Pete is the most unlikely champion in professional sports. A black man with a bent arm who has mastered a game where everyone else seems to be both young and well-tutored. My way. Now, notice he did it my way, but he practiced over and over again to learn something on his own. Now, you and I, we got this wonderful thing. We got access nowadays. And if it's something that you want to do, something that you aspire to do, you can do it your way. You can simply get on the internet. You can simply read. You can simply research. You can simply find, seek and find that which it is that you want. You can find information on anything. It's at the tip of your fingertips. But yet most of us don't use it. Why? We don't know. Some people do. Some people don't. Most people won't. All the access in the world. Can you imagine? We're talking about 1930, 1960. I mean, 100 years ago, these people didn't have the access we have now, people. We don't have no excuse. They fought for our freedom. We now got freedom or access to whatever it is that we want, but yet we don't use it. We abuse it and we lose it. Ouch. Ouch. You got the whole world in your hand in the, uh, in, in the, in the, in the form of an iPhone or smartphone. You got the whole world in your hand. Yet, we don't use it. We don't seek. And we don't find. Consider the things in your life that you currently deem impossible. 
What are your self-limiting beliefs? What's stopping you? Something for you to write down in your journal this morning. What is stopping me? What is it? Whatever they are, they can only be dismissed by applied faith. A better job? A business deal entitling you to a handsome commission? A major promotion? A college education? Whatever it is that you desire, but think unreasonable, will undoubtedly remain so unless it's going to remain impossible for you unless. I like that word. Everybody put it down so unless. Unless. You change your thought process. Are you ready to reach your destiny and climb the mountain of success? Uh, do you have the audacity to step out from the crowd and capture what life really holds for you? If so, there's little you cannot accomplish if you unleash your faith. If you unleash your faith. Being truthful to ourselves means taking a responsibility for making the best use of what we have. And what do we have? We have our underutilized minds, our abilities, our talents, and time, all waiting to be thrust into action by the guiding spirit of faith. These are our possessions, which comprise an immense amount of wealth that belongs to each of us. And it is the investment of our wealth. The investment of our wealth. The investment of our wealth, not the spending of our wealth, not the wasting of our wealth, but the investment of our wealth. Now, what's our wealth? Our wealth is our minds, right? Our wealth is our abilities. Our wealth is our talents. Our wealth is our time. Notice it didn't say money. I, I want you to notice that. He, he said, right, the, the investment of our wealth. Most people uh, will connect that to money, but no, he didn't say money. He said our minds, our abilities, our talents, and our time. There are a lot of things that you own, that you have, that are much more valuable than money, which is true wealth. Are you willing to invest it? And it is the investment of our wealth that will determine our rate of return. But we must express these powers through the principle of faith. You may compare the average human being filled with fear, with no faith at all, to the horse or elephant that meekly does what it is directed to do. It is completely unaware of its own strength. It does not know how easily it could, be, it could do whatever it desires. Is it possible that you are unaware of your own strength? Is it possible that you could do whatever you desire, but you just don't know how easy it really is? Much in the same way, millions of human beings live in tiny self-imposed prisons of their own fashioning, completely unaware of their powers to be free. To do what they, what they do, what they most love to do. And in so doing, to reap a harvest beyond their wildest imaginations. How many of you guys want to be in a position where you're reaping a harvest beyond your wildest imagination? Now, notice to reap, you must first sow. And we are, many of us, we focus on, man, I, I, I really want to reap. My question is, do you really want to sow? Oh, no, I mean, that's a little bit of work. I don't know if I want to do no sowing, but I want to reap. Oh, yeah, I want all the wealth. I want, I want all this stuff to come to me. I want, I want it all. I mean, but, but, but you talking about me doing some work in the beginning? I, you mean I got to sow first? I mean, who does that? 
I mean, won't, won't God just drain down his blessings and just drop money in my lap some kind of way? I got to, you mean, I got to actually do something. Yeah, faith without works is dead. Oh, you mean to tell me if I don't work, it's dead? Oh, Lord, that, I got to put something into action. See, too many of us, we want something for nothing. That's not a principle of the world. That's not a universal law that's going to work on your behalf. You want something for nothing. You're not willing to invest. You're not willing to put in the effort. You're not willing to do the work. You're not willing to give up your time, but you want the rewards. Shame on you. That means that you have not learned. However long you've been on this earth, you still have not learned the laws that govern this land, the laws that are beyond human laws. I'm talking about the laws of the universe. You still have not learned that. You haven't come across that type of literature yet. You haven't learned just from your own experience how this world works yet. You're focused on the rewards. You're focused on the reaping. I'm telling you to focus on the sowing. If you sow, it is, it is guaranteed for you to reap. Now, how much you reap, I don't know. It could be one apple. It could be a thousand apples. But I tell you what, if you never sow, it's guaranteed that you won't reap. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's a guarantee we can make. If you refuse to sow, you are saying, I'm refusing to reap. Oh, Lord. To reap a harvest beyond their wildest imagination. If so, they recognize this power of faith. They would not be slaves to any circumstance. As long as you consider that which you desire impossible, your subconscious mind will go to great lengths to convince you why the task is impossible. By allowing your mental processes to take such command, you will be forever paralyzed by unnecessary barriers. If you... See, you see, I think it's a good man that said that, I think it's Thomas uh, uh, Tom, uh, uh, Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. We think it's possible or it's impossible, you're right. As a man think of, so is he. You're right. See, I stop arguing with people. I don't even argue with people about the crazy things that they say, because once they say it, I'll be like, you're right. That's what you believe. That's your perspective. You are right. No matter how wrong you are. Because that's what you believe. And that, the hardest thing to change about people is what they believe, how they think. That's the most difficult thing. Because once you can, once someone changes how they think, guess what they do? They start changing the way they act. They start changing the way they talk. They start changing the things that they do. That's why we focus on personal development, because I understand that in order to help you to make more money, I got to first get you to start thinking differently, which is the most difficult thing to do, to get people to think different, to change their perspective on their own life, change the way that you think, you will change your life. Believe me, you've got what it takes. Oh, believe everybody put it on, so I got what it takes. Yeah, you got what it takes, honey. What's going on, Lisa? My main girl, I killed Patrick's in the house. You got what it takes. Everybody put it on, so I got what it takes. Never consider that you do not possess the ability to obtain all that you wish. I like that word all. 
He didn't say some or a little bit. He said never consider that you do not possess the ability. You got the ability to obtain all that you wish, all that you want, all that you desire, all of your goals, all of your dreams all of your aspirations. You have the ability. Matter of fact, I would venture to say that the good Lord himself would not have given you the dream, given you the goal, given you the idea if you did not have the ability. Why would he waste his time? I think about it. If you were God or the universe or whatever it is you believe in, if you were the good Lord himself, why would you waste your time giving something to someone when they did not have the ability to acquire it? That wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. God don't do it. He ain't no waste of time. Why would he do that? That wouldn't make any sense. We don't even experience that. I mean, you as a parent, you as an uncle, you as an aunt, whatever, you wouldn't give something to your niece, nephew, son, or daughter, something that they did not have the ability to use. That wouldn't make sense. I just don't believe that my good Lord would do that. I just don't believe it. I believe that he's giving it to me because I have the ability. Now, I may not have the, the, the courage, but I got the ability. And as a matter of fact, I may not have the ability, right? The ability is so many things. In the comments below, think about this. When I say, when we say ability, you got the ability to learn. Maybe you don't know right now, but you got the ability to learn. You got the ability to connect. That means that you connect with other people to be able to help you to do what God has called you to do. You got the ability to connect or communicate or talk or build. You got the ability. Another thing you got the ability. You got the ability to believe. That's one of the first things. We're talking about faith as prerequisite power. You have the ability to believe that what God has spoken to you, what God has given to you, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your, your, your dreams, your goals, whatever, what he has said, he said, this, you got the ability. You got the ability to believe, which doesn't cost you anything, no effort at all. You just got to change what you think. Why would the good Lord give that to you? Why would he give you that dream? Why would he give you that goal? Why would he give you that idea if you didn't have the ability? That just seems to me. Anybody agree? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. That just seems to be a good waste of time. And I don't think the good Lord is into wasting time. I don't think that he is a type of Lord or the type of God of this earth who would just simply waste his time. On people? Come on. His most prized possession? Why would he waste his time? <laughs> a man who succeeds in life must not only know where he is going but must settle within his mind with unshakable faith that he is indeed capable of reaching any port no matter how rough the sea or how the distance the de how distant the destination realizing this he can remove any outside influence that may attempt to discourage him everybody put the guys on remove maybe it's time for you and I to remove any outside influence that's attempting to discourage us. Ooh. Maybe it's time to remove any outside influence that is attempting to discourage us. Lord Jesus. 
You mean to tell me I got to start making some adult decisions about my life and who I hang around and what I allow to influence me? You mean to tell me that I got to make some adult decisions, some mature, some grown-up decisions? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Applied faith is the voice of authority, speaking to all those who will prevail, no matter the odds or difficulties. Believe it can be done. That is basic to creative thinking. First, eliminate the word impossible from your vocabulary. Impossible is a word tainted with connotations of failure. Second, when confronted with a seemingly insurmountable task, commit your thoughts to paper. Uh-oh. Commit your thoughts to paper. Even he is telling you to have a journal. Write all the reasons why your goal or objective can be accomplished. Be detailed and specific. Many of us relinquish our desires prematurely simply because we've concentrated on why we can't accomplish more with our lives when the only thing worthy of our mental concentration is why we can. Become receptive to new approaches. Welcome new ideas. Focus on achieving and attaining more with your life. Creative solutions will come. Solutions will come. Now notice, yes, they will come. After you are receptive, after you are welcoming, after you focus, not on what you don't want, but what you do want. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, just a slight shift in your thinking. Many of us focus on what we don't want. We talk about what we don't want. I'm telling you, when I was in college, I, I, I learned about what I didn't want to do. But I, it took a long time for me to figure out, for me to discover what I wanted to do. I spent a lot of years figuring out what I didn't want to do. Waste of time. Maybe not a waste of time. I don't know. But it took a while for me to figure out what I did want, what I did want to do. What the impact that I wanted to make, that, and I could do it my way. Anybody else feeling that? Been all these years, you still ain't figured out what you want? You know what your husband wants, you know what your boss wants. You know what your sister wants, you know what your, your, your daughter wants. You know what your son wants, but you ain't figured out what you want. Some of your answers may, may entail better planning and organization of your tasks. It may, it may require a little work. It may require some planning and some organization. It, it, it may require some planning. See, this is that's what I'm saying. Like I understand this broadcasting for everybody because everybody want to put in the work to plan their life, to organize their life. To, to, to determine their destination, to get with people that can help them do that. I recognize that. I realize that. This is some uncharted territory. This is difficult land. This is the deep. Most people want to stay in the shallow. No, we're going to the deep. Or breaking away from the routine. And third, be courageous enough to venture forward to your goal. Be of good courage, the book said. Do not fear. Be of good courage. Be courageous. 
you'll find the solution for reaching your goal will present itself. Notice this. That as you and I decide, everybody putting God so decide, you and I decide to move forward towards our goal. You and I decide to start working on building our dream. You and I decide that our vision is important, that God has given it to me, and that I have the ability to do it, so I'm going to get to work on doing it. You and I decide. The solution for reaching, the solution for accomplishment, the solution for building will present itself. It will present itself. Every adversity carries within it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Repeated victories over your problems are the rungs on your ladder of success. And with each victory you grow, with each victory you grow in wisdom, in stature, and in experience. Well, with each victory, you grow in wisdom and stature and experience. You become better. You become bigger. You become more successful each time you meet and overcome an obstacle. This is why I don't look at obstacles as obstacles. I look at them as opportunities to grow. You want to start looking at these obstacles, these challenges, these things that you in your mind you think is going to stop you or going to hold you back or set back or whatever, and start looking at the opportunities to grow, opportunities to get better, opportunities to get bigger, opportunities to have more success. As wrongs, in your ladder. Or maybe you don't want to look at it as wrong. Maybe you want to look at it as, as ribbons. You know, you, you, you're you running a race and you cross the finish line, you get you a ribbon or a medal or an award, whatever it is that speaks to you. But look at it as like, man, that challenge, I defeated it. I got another ribbon. First place. Again. All I do is win. As you eagerly accept the opportunity to do more, your level of complacency will slowly dissipate. As you eagerly accept the opportunity to do more, your level of complacency will slowly dissipate. Now, I love that because what happens for me, and I don't know about for you, but as I await the opportunity to do more, I find myself being more productive. I find myself knocking things out on my to-do list more and more. I might have started out in this year doing just one thing on my list. Now I knock out five things on my list. And guess what happens? As I knock those five things out, I now don't have to think about them no more. And because I don't have to think about them no more, I become more receptive to the newness of life, the new steps I need to take as it's presenting to me my solutions to reach my goal. But first, I've told the universe, I've told my subconscious, I've set for myself in my journal what my goals are. I've got numbers. I need. I want to reach this number by this date. I've got it all spelled out. I've got a plan of attack. Planning and organizing my life, taking control of my life, not yours, my life. Now, maybe you're here today and you're saying, I need a little help with that. Well, guess what? Join the Black Billionaires Club today. Matter of fact, next Tuesday, I, I see one of my, my good sisters is here. We're going to be doing a group coaching for her. 
She was bold enough to be honest about where she is. And we're saying we're, we're here to help. You've invested in us. We're going to invest in you. So maybe you need a little help. That's okay. If you can do it by yourself, it'll already be done. That's why we need each other. You can choose to join the Black Billionaire Club today. You can choose to get the help that you desire. You can choose to do that. But here's what I learned, people. What's easy to do, a $10 decision. What's easy to do, it's also easy not to do. And guess what most people do? They don't do. Right? That's what most people do. Most people don't do. But I'm not talking to most people today. No, I'm not talking to most people. I'm not talking to the crowd of people who are drifting in life. I'm not talking to the people that have no plan. I'm not talking to people who don't want to organize. I'm not talking to the people who don't want to take control of their life so they can have the success that they want. I'm talking to the people who want all. I'm talking to the people who want it all. All their dreams, all their goals, all their visions, all their ideas. They want it all. Make the decision today to join the Black Billionaires Club. Just simply go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com and join today. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share with us what was your takeaway today? What stuck with you? Was there a nugget, of, uh, a seed that was sown, a seed of success that was sown into your spirit, into your soul today? If so, I'd like for you to share it in the comments below. Why do I ask that? Because anytime I go live, I want to make sure that it's of great benefit to you, that I'm providing a useful service. And the way that I can do that, know that, is by your feedback. Was this worth your time and why? Put that in the comments below for me. Of course, today's episode is sponsored by ERGJ Black Bazaar. I continue to talk about these journals. You can pick one up today. Just simply go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. Order your journals today. Don't delay. Don't wait. The longer you wait, the longer your dreams, your goals, and aspirations are going to stay up here, and it's going to be hard to move forward. He doesn't say get it on paper. Well, that's what we're providing for you today as well. Hopefully, you guys had a good time today, man. This has been some wonderful reading. We're going to continue along with this. Of course, this is broadcast live across Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, then also our new podcast we can check out. So maybe you can't catch us all the time uh, live on video, but you want to listen to the radio, the audio. Well, you can do that. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the, all the platforms for podcasting. You just look for MBWS Book Club, MBWS Book Club. You can check out all the previous episodes as well. Well, guys, I'm ERGJ, Certified Financial Educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club, where we study black wealth, black folk, and how they have become wealthy, what they did, so that we can do it too. I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people, but guess what? That's enough. Now, I pray to God to preserve each and every one of you that we'll be able to meet again tomorrow right here, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Don't forget, join the Black Billionaires Club today. Hey, until next time, you know what time it is, people. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new.
It's the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got a little computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you.